The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What is going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, pretty cool show for you guys. Brandon Cooks has officially been traded. Todd Gurley, he treats the Rams like an ex he's still in love with. And later on, I take my best guess at what the Rams' new uniforms are going to look like. We'll see how that goes, huh? All that and more tonight on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law for you guys tonight. We talked about it a little bit just a second ago. We got some interesting stuff to talk about. Brandon Cooks is gone. I didn't expect it to happen, but it did. But at the same time, I didn't expect Todd Gurley to leave, and that happened as well. Speaking of Todd Gurley, he's still so in love with the Rams. You guys ever break up with somebody and then you just like all you can do is talk about them? That's Todd Gurley right now. He still likes sending us sending us tweets. He's probably still in the DMs, you know. I'm gonna guess the uniforms too. I don't know how close I'm gonna be, but I am gonna try. Uh, I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna give my best effort. That's all I can do. Um, I'm just out here giving it 110. percent That's <laughs> that's all I can do. Uh, let's go ahead and start. We, I mean, Brandon Cooks. This is uh this was a little bit interesting. It, it kind of it kind of shot out of nowhere. Basically, what happened was the uh, uh, I I can't actually remember who who was the original tweeter of it, but somebody came out and said that the Texans and Rams are in talks. Before I could even say that on my social media, uh, it was done. It was done deal. Brandon Cooks, Houston Texan, and uh, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces of this of this trade. Basically, what happened was uh, the Rams sent a wide receiver or sent Brandon Cooks and a fourth round pick to the Houston Texans in exchange for a second round pick. If you guys remember when the Rams acquired uh, Brandon Cooks, they did uh, also receive a fourth round pick, but they sent the the Patriots a four or a first. Uh, so two first round picks have been traded in, in the history of Brandon Cooks trades and now a second round pick. Uh, this is kind of an interesting aspect, okay? And the, the reason that I'm not mad about this, because I, I know that there's there's probably some people pretty mad about uh, the fact that, that Brandon Cooks is gone. And I understand. I get it. You know, he's like, he was a cool player, fan favorite, stuff like that. But you guys got to keep in mind, uh, Sean Payton, Bill Belichick, and now Sean McVay we're all 100% just willing to move on from Cooks for a pretty decent deal. Uh, I, I actually would say that the Rams didn't even get that great of a deal out of this trade. I think that the Patriots didn't get that great of a deal. 
the Saints, uh, their deal was okay. Uh, they at least didn't have to give up a bunch of other stuff with it, like uh, you know, adding in a fourth round pick or anything like that. So, uh, you know, who won this trade? Uh, I, I, it's hard to even really tell. Basically, what happens with the Texans is that they get rid of Hopkins. They had David Johnson and Brandon Cooks, which sounds great on paper if you're living in 2016. I'm just kind of I'm a little bit confused at what the the Texans are trying to accomplish right now with uh with these moves that they're making i'm trying i'm i'm trying to figure it out uh i i like bill o'brien as a coach as a gm he's just kind of confusing me that's i i think if you compare him with a with a really good gm that'd be really good but this is ram showcase not texans showcase we're gonna get back on that but really interesting that the rams uh, were were willing to just take a two for him but at the same time texans didn't have a one so we couldn't really get that uh the rams pay more in dead cap for brandon cooks than they do for todd Gurley. i don't exactly consider that a win uh, rams are eating a lot of coin this year and uh that's that has not been fun i have seen some posts talking about the when this will go through kind of thing if it's designated as a post june 1st kind of deal uh then the rams can split that dead cap not only this year but also next year and kind of free up some space for this season which i don't think they really want necessarily uh, they're pretty cool with just kind of with the, with what they're sitting at right now uh don't need really any starters we'll kind of talk about that later but rams don't really need starters right now so i guess we got that going for us but at the same time uh, you know, that's, uh, in my opinion, and at least from what, what uh, the knowledge that I have, I could very well be wrong here. If I am, feel free to comment. That's totally okay. I'm allowed to be wrong. We're all allowed to be wrong. I'm wrong sometimes. It happens. Not very often, but it happens. And uh, as as far as my knowledge goes, the, the Rams, this could not be designated as a post-June 1st trade because the Rams need a pick that happens like next week. That's coming up pretty soon. It's already the 13th. So I guess in that regard, that's uh, something we should pay attention to, maybe a little bit, maybe. But uh, I don't know, actually. I could be wrong. Uh, I'm not sure if, if the Rams can take that pick and also uh, be good for Brandon Cooks and, and split up that dead cap. I'm, I'm sure that there's ways to, to, to work around a lot of stuff. Uh, it's a future win for the Rams. Unloading and eating a lot of money now definitely sucks. But now we don't have to do it in the future. You know, we kind of did have some frivolous spending. Less need Sean McVay. They went a little heavy. All right. We we knew it. We kind of saw it happen. It was like, okay, well, we got it. I mean, AD gets his big deal. Goff gets a deal. Uh, Gurley gets a deal. Cooks gets a deal. These were supposed to be our core. And Cooks comes in less than 600 yards, only two touchdowns. Gurley, very down year. So what are we supposed to do with that? Jared Goff actually had a pretty good year. Personally, I think he he's on pace to be like one of the top three Rams quarterbacks of all time. So I have no complaints there uh, about the Rams keeping him, not not necessarily even restructuring him, because in like a three years, we're going to look at Jared Goff's deal. And be like, man, we got we got kind of a good deal. Like, of course, when it's signed, it seems big. But after a couple of years and the market gets completely shifted, then everything's different. So that's a that's an interesting aspect of it. But, you know, the, it's a future win because the Rams right now, we yeah, eating a lot of cap this year and next year and the next year. <laughs> but 
ultimately it kind of needed to be done. I think what is happening with the, these moves is I think that the, the team is kind of admitting their mistakes. I think that's exactly what Les needs doing is like, you know what? We, we shouldn't have done that because if you look at it, we got rid of Todd Gurley this year. This would have been the year we could have just got rid of him anyway, without even having to give him a deal. We could have just signed him to, a, or given the fifth year option, exactly what the chargers did with Melvin Gordon. You know, you go, you go the four years as the rookie deal. And then you you give the fifth year option, and then you just let him leave. You know what I mean? So Gurley signs a one year six million dollar deal. I want to say it was right in track with Melvin Gordon's deal with the Denver Broncos. It was right around that like one year deal, not a big deal at all. And Melvin Gordon was holding out last year. Could you imagine if the Chargers would have just succumbed to that and just been like, you know what, do it, just pay him, do it. The, the Rams did it. The Rams did it with Gurley. But that's not what happened, and they didn't have to pay anything. They were just like, all right, dude, peace. Take it easy, man. And yeah, he's in their division, but it's not like the Broncos are super dope. Their offensive line, I could probably start on. So, you know, that's a lot of uh, a lot of bad things happening there. So uh, Cook saw career high in yards in 2018 with the LA Rams. In 2019, though, saw a big dip, not even hitting 600 yards like I had mentioned before. And the only season that he had less yards in than he did in 2019 was his rookie season with the New Orleans Saints. Cooks now has a chance to try to hit 1,000 receiving yards in a season with a fourth different team. He has done it with the Saints, has done it with the Patriots, has done it with the Rams. Uh, The only other player to hit 1,000 receiving yards with four different teams is wide receiver Brandon Marshall. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember Brandon Marshall. If you guys are listening to me, chances are you know you know exactly who Brandon Marshall is. So I wanted to give a side note on the on these deals though that are that are happening that we're seeing right now. I just wanted, just wanted to th- kind of throw this out a little bit because I know a lot of people are freaking out. Uh, there's a lot of curse words being thrown at our front office right now via the fans, uh, courtesy of the fans. A lot of curse words, and not not only roster wise. I mean, people, fans are mad right now. Rams fans are not happy right now. There's not a lot to be happy about for Rams fans, apparently. Uh, but the reason that, uh, the, the reason that I think these are all happening, I forgot to put on this Cooks video for you guys, so I'm going to do that now, um, just so we can kind of get some, get some good stuff going. But the reason that I think that this is an okay thing, uh, losing Gurley and Cooks this year, that might mean that the Rams can keep John Johnson, Cooper Cup, and Jalen Ramsey next year. So the struggles, as part of the struggle of having such a dope squad is that you have to kind of pick who you're going to pay. And it wasn't Fowler. It wasn't Littleton. It wasn't Gurley. Well, it was Gurley and Cooks, but then we got rid of them. So John Johnson, Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey, these are all three guys that the Rams are clearly going to want to try to keep. Those are very good players. So some of the top players at their positions that the Rams are trying to keep now. So, you know, it's it's kind of... It's hard to to understand that, that this year might kind of blow, but also we have a pretty good team still. So I don't. I mean, it it can go either way, is what I'm saying. But last year, I think uh, the it was an effort deal. Last year, uh, 2018, I think, which is I think things were just going way well. Uh, I think they were just kind of falling into the right right spots. But uh, in my opinion, also the Rams did not even try to bring back guys like uh, Littleton or Fowler because they are so confident in Kaiser and Oboe. We've heard that a lot from Les Snead and Sean McVay. We've heard the names Micah Kaiser, Obanaya Okoronkwo plenty of times. Just even this offseason, we've heard a lot about it. So that's a good thing. You know what I mean? That is a very good thing, in my opinion, that uh, that the Rams 
they they have people in place to to come in and and replace those guys. So uh, yeah, it sucks to not keep Littleton and Fowler. I think Fowler is an awesome player, but I think Littleton I think Littleton is one of the better linebackers in the entire NFL. So I wanted to keep him. And what sucks about that deal specifically is that I mean I think the Rams could have afforded him, but do you want to afford a guy like that? when you just are coming off of bad deals like Cooks and Gurley. Maybe just give it to the rookies and see what they can do kind of thing. So that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, we're, it's, it's just a... It, the Rams are definitely eating a lot this year to be able to... Uh, to to be able to set up for, for the future. So we're, we're getting there, guys. Okay, I promise that we're getting there. We're going to be okay. Uh, this year might sit around 500... But we're definitely making moves right now in this offseason to set ourselves up uh, for 21 and beyond. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to let's let's talk about Todd Gurley a little bit. This is um this is a little bit interesting one because because Todd Gurley is uh I mean he's being kind of obnoxious right now. Gurley, I mean he goes to Twitter. All right, Todd Gurley goes to Twitter, accuses the Rams of not paying him. Okay, man. First of all, I see this and I'm just like, are you kidding me? Social media is where you try to choose to air this out, man. You're an adult. You're an adult. Adults don't go to Twitter to air out their emotions. Shaman, man. Shaman Todd. And uh, it is true that on a certain date, which was the 30th of last month, that that money absolutely becomes his. 100%. That was real. That was totally. That's his money. But it is also in the same contract that states that money is to be paid on a different date. It becomes his, yes, he's guaranteed that money on a certain date, but it's not necessarily where it's like by midnight he has to have that in his bank account, otherwise it's it's awful kind of thing. It's the way that the contract is worded, the Rams do have a certain date to pay him, and I do believe that's Wednesday uh, this, this month, which would be the 15th. I believe. I believe that's what it is, but... It is simple that uh, Gurley and Matthews, Todd Gurley and Clay Matthews, because they both made comments about the Rams not paying them what they're owed. Uh, neither of them apparently know what's in their contracts. So that's cool. Way to go, guys. You nailed it. You made everybody think that you're a jerk. Okay, and I, I don't actually, that's not actually true, because I've seen a lot of fans come to the defense of both players and say, what are we doing? Pay these guys. They It's services rendered. Pay them. Which I absolutely agree with, but... Know what the wording says. Know what the wording says in the contracts because it sa- it doesn't have to be paid till a certain day. So we'll get that going. Also, Gurley. Gurley's making a lot of friends out here. Not only Rams fans, but uh, new fa- old Falcons players as well. So uh, I, Gurley, I, I did see this comment. I've actually seen this comment a couple times that Todd Gurley is... He's taking shots at the Rams, and it doesn't feel like he's just taking shots at the Rams and the team and the coaches and, and Les Snead and Kevin Demoff and, and Stan Kroenke. It feels like he's taking shots at the at the fans, and I kind of agree with that. Every time I see one of his like little snarky tweets, it feels like he's being a jerk to me. Does that make sense? And I don't know if you guys feel that way too, and I don't know a lot of fans that are supporting him right now and all this. So, you know, not, not a good look. But Gurley, you know, he goes to Atlanta... Doesn't make a lot of friends out there either. Gurley called and asked Deion Sanders if he could wear the number 21. Sanders said no. And Gurley posted on social media almost immediately afterwards. Hey guys, I'm wearing 21. Desmond Trufant wore 21 for the last seven years. Um, Falcons don't retire numbers, so it doesn't matter, I guess. But 
I guess, uh, who is the bigger man here? It's Deion Sanders, because what happened was this this all happened, this story unfolds, and Deion Sanders came, comes back out, and he says, you know what, man, I was just playing with him. He can have the number. Way to go, Deion. Primetime decides to take the high road. Todd Gurley, again, low road in it. He's just living life on the low road right now, um, and I can't, I can't necessarily relate to that. But you know what, Todd? I'm okay that you're not a Ram anymore. That's uh, that's the be- the best way that I can put that is I I'm okay with Todd Gurley not being a Ram anymore. A production level way down. B hated him in press conferences. And C now he's gone and he's just talking mad mess about us, attacking the Rams on Twitter. Uh, Jim Everett even said he. He responded to one of the tweets and said, NFL players, this is not how we handle this. You have an agent for a reason. You contact them. You let them handle these situations. And uh, I've been agreeing with Jim Everett pretty hardcore recently. Uh, Jim Everett has absolutely been like, he's like in my brain right now with the logo stuff, with this stuff. Me and Jim Everett, we're right here. We are seeing eye to eye right now for sure. So uh, maybe maybe I should hit him up, hit him on the show or something, see if we can uh, get a good conversation going. But Todd Gurley not making a lot of friends, um, and I'm definitely, as time goes on, like every tweet I see or every news bit that I see about Todd Gurley, I get a little bit more cool with him being gone, honestly. Uh, You know, at first it was kind of like, oh man, Gurley, but now it's like, oh man, Gurley, come on. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown, I'm liking a lot, so uh, I'm thinking we're going to be okay, guys. I'm thinking we're going to be okay. Uh, Greg Zerline was back in the news. Uh, he kind of mentioned some stuff uh, about why he left the Rams. A, your contract expired, Greg. You can't just keep playing for us when you have no deal. All right, Greg, Jeezy, Greg the Leg, the man of many nicknames for sure. Greg Zerline said in, in, in an interview, though, that he left the Rams not only because he was a free agent, because that's kind of given, but the fact that Bones left. The fact that Fossil, Coach Bones, special teams coordinator, that he was gone, he basically had no interest in coming back to the Rams. And it's kind of a bummer. I've been a big Jeezy fan for quite some time. We, we've we talked about him in uh, previous shows, kind of what he's done for the Rams, his history of the Rams, and where his, kinda, where his legacy lands as a Ram. And it's pretty good. You know what I mean? It's pretty high up there. He's He's been in some major moments. Uh, for the Rams, you know, you look at hitting the the field goal to tie up the game and then the game winner against the 49ers back that year that the 49ers and uh, Ravens played in the Super Bowl. Uh, it was the tie game first. And then a couple weeks later, like three weeks later, the Rams and 49ers played again. This time was in St. Louis throwback uniforms. Zerline hits it to send the game to overtime, hits the field goal at the end uh, to win it. And then, of course, a very similar situation. NFC Championship game just a couple of years ago that Greg Zerline hits the long field goal to send send the game to overtime. Rams defense, John Johnson. We got some good stuff going and... Greg Zerline kicks it again, and we win the game, go to the Super Bowl. So Greg Zerline's definitely been a part of some major Rams moments, and it's it's definitely a bummer to see him go. But uh, you know what? It's it if he gets to be with Bones again, because he him and Bones definitely had some kind of connection. They were they were definitely like they weren't just homies; they were total bros. You know, like when when Zerline got hurt, he could barely move his back. Uh, we were kind of talking trash because we didn't know he was hurt and he was missing field goals. <laughs> we were like, dude, come on, get it together. But uh, that actually, uh, Bones drove him home. And, you know, they, they, they have that kind of relationship that he said, 
Bones said that he laid Greg Zerland laid the the seat back the the passenger seat back and laid on his stomach because that's how like he had to lay because his back was hurting so bad and that's kind of a bummer you know what I mean that's kind of a bad situation to be in but it's cool that you have like your coach is also your total bro and you get to like you, you get to do that so he's back they're back with each other which is really cool actually I'm actually I I think that's really awesome. Uh, but that did leave a spot open for the Rams and the kicking position. And, you know, the Rams special teams has been together for quite some time. Of course, the kick returner, that's been kind of changing a little bit. Uh, Mike Thomas, thankfully, he's gone. But, uh, you know, oh, JoJo's gone now, too. Uh, so we'll see who's going to be. I don't even know who's going to be kick returner. That's interesting. That's something we'll talk about next week. Maybe we'll bring, we'll bring that in, see if uh, we have any candidates of guys who I think could be dope kick returners slash punt returners. Uh, but that did leave an opening, and Hecker and McQuaid, they are now just, they was just themselves. But right as I was about to get onto this show, right as I was about to hit record, I got some news. The Rams are no longer kickerless. The Rams have signed Lirim Harulahu. Harulahu. <laughs> I'm pretty confident I'm saying that right. Harulahu is now the Rams kicker. Uh, he is from Yugoslavia, hence the name, and he has most recently played for the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the CFL. Uh, Liram turns 30 years old on the 24th later this month, so in about 11 days. Is that draft day? I don't think that's actually. I think that's second. I think that's Rams draft day because the Rams don't get a lot of draft days. Let me let me just look here. Yeah, the 24th. So next Friday, Liram. Harulahu turns 30 years old and he is now your LA Rams kicker. I did post this on on the Rams Showcase Facebook page. I did post that news. And I also, uh, in the comments section, I've actually posted a YouTube video of his 2020 workout uh, if you guys want to go check that out. So I think that's pretty cool stuff. Uh, Hiram, or Liram, excuse me, Liram Harulahu is now your LA Rams kicker, which is pretty cool stuff. Um, I also put this note in here. Starters. Do we even need any? I'm just going to go through right now. So I don't think the Rams even need starters right now. So offense. Let's take a look at it. All right. We got, I have no notes in front of me. I'm just, this is just kind of freestyle. I just put starters, question marks, two question marks. That's all. That's all I did. That was my notes. Welcome to the brain of Sheriff Joe Bags. It's absolute disaster most of the time. So Let's look at the offense. Obviously, we don't need a quarterback. Jared Goff is going to be the starter. We don't know who's going to be the backup, in fairness. We have no idea. Uh, but let's take a look at the running back position. we got Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson. That's going to be a pretty strong one. Wide receiver, I, I saw in articles talking about Brandon Cooks and do the Rams need to target a wide receiver. Uh, I didn't even read it. I have no idea what it says, but I'm going to go ahead and answer that no. Uh, I think Josh Reynolds, Cooper Cup, and Robert Woods is a real sick combo. Uh, the, that's a good trio, and especially when you pair those in, not only with uh, you know just those three, but you also pair those guys with uh, with Everett and Higby at the tight end position. Offensive line, plenty of starters here. Left tackle, Andrew Whitworth. Left guard, uh, Joseph Nopum. Center, I'm going to go ahead and guess is Austin Blythe, but Brian Allen could start in that position as well. Right guard, I think that goes to David Edwards. I think that's uh, pretty obvious. And then uh, right tackle could go to Havenstein or Bobby Evans. I think it would go to Havenstein. Evans might go in over in that Edwards spot. 
Uh, you know, I think we have too many tackles. I think we have three starting tackles because I think Havenstein's still a good player. I think he just kind of had a down year. I don't know if there was some other stuff going on, uh, injury stuff. I think he's good, though. Uh, defensive line, I think we have too many of those as well. Too many starters. Uh, Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, uh, and then we got, you know, Ashawn Robinson. I, those will probably be more of your starters, but, you know, we, we've definitely got some depth there as well. Linebackers, inside linebackers, that's a big question mark. I'm going to go ahead and say that Troy Reader and Micah Kaiser are your starters. And then outside linebacker, Leonard Floyd, that's a potential, even though his contract stuff is kind of weird right now, uh, to, to just to give you guys the background. Uh, the Rams have not officially signed Leonard Floyd. They don't have any money. There's always ways to free up money, though. So he'll he'll get signed. They'll, they'll free up the money. That's going to be fine. But that'll be interesting. But Oboe, Abukam, right, we got some players here uh, that can play on the outside as well. Our secondary, I'm loving it. Uh, the, the safeties, no depth in the safeties at all. But we got Taylor Rapp and John Johnson. Behind that, nobody. I wouldn't be surprised to see Marky Christian come back. But again, not a lot of money. Uh, and our corners, Troy Hill, Jalen Ramsey are going to be your outside starters. And then in your nickel slot, I've got slated David uh, David Long. Sorry, not David Johnson. David Long Jr. in that spot. That's kind of who I have slated there. So uh, do we need any starters? That's my question. Uh, we definitely could use some depth, safety, safety depth, linebacker depth, especially on the inside. Could definitely use some corner depth, maybe some wide receiver depth. And this wide receiver class is sick. So, I mean, they're saying you can get Pro Bowl receivers fourth, fifth round in this class, which is pretty gnarly and really interesting. Uh, but, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think the Rams will at least draft one wide receiver. I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, Mims is being talked about a lot. I think that would be pretty cool. But let's see. Let's see here. Uh, don't let <laughs> – this is just another note. Don't let articles about the Rams, didn't ha- about the Rams not having enough money – to sign Leonard Floyd bother you. There is always a way to make room. A team cannot go over the salary cap. It's not allowed. In order to get a deal done, the deal has to be sent to the league office. If the league office knows that that'll put you over the salary cap, they don't even let you do it. You can't go over the cap. There's always ways, and, and, and some of the reporting, sometimes we'll, we'll know about a player being signed without knowing about a restructure. And that's why sometimes you'll see this, the team's got negative cap room. Uh, that's simply because we don't have all the information. But uh, according to NFL rules, you cannot go over the salary cap. It's just not possible. Um, or let me let me rephrase that, okay? Because it is possible at certain times. You can go over like it now or like pretty soon. You can go over. But then you have to get that back down. Or at least your top 51 needs to be able to uh, – you need to be able to get it under the cap after the cuts have been made. Let's go to Joe Stradamus. I'm going to put on a different song just to mix it up a little bit, but uh, we're going to go... I'll turn that off really fast, but uh, you know what? Let's talk... I'm not going to... I'm not talking logo. I'm over that. I'm definitely over it. I'm rocking my hat. I'm good on it. I'm good on all, all the logos, um, but we are going to put up this video, though. Let me make sure that's right. Okay. And... Uh, this is because this is my Joe Stradamus. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys my prediction of what I think these new Rams uniforms might look like. Uh, I can't tell you guys that I'm going to nail it. I can't because I'm probably not. Okay, but I'm going to give my best guess. I'm going to give my best shot here. So let's start with the helmet. I think there's two options for the helmet. One. Okay, first of all, I'm just going to lay it out that I though. It's going to be a horn on the helmet. We're not going to see the LA logo on the helmet. We're not going to see anything. It's going to be the horn on the helmet. If it's not, 
I'll do an entire podcast just about the 49ers. Okay. That's that's how confident I am that I'll do a whole show over the Seahawks. I hate them more. I did. Well, I dislike the Seahawks a little bit more, mainly because of 2010. Actually, it goes way back. <laughs> that that week 17 game in 2010 really bothers me. Friggin' Charlie Whitehurst. God, so frustrating. Anyway, I'm gonna start with the the helmet here. I think there's two options. The first is a very obvious one. I think it's a blue helmet like the Rams have had for many, many times. And I think that on the the logo, you can see on the LA logo that it starts white, fades to the yellow. I think that's exactly what we see. I think it starts white, fades yellow. On the flip side of that, if the Rams want to get kind of fancy, I think we could see a white helmet with the blue fading to yellow on the horn. But I do think we, we see a fade. Uh, you see on the logo here that that fading, I think we see that on the helmet, absolutely. On the uniform, we uh, uh, if you would have asked me this before the logo released and before Demoff's comments, I would have said that I think that we see the horn on the shoulder come back. I don't think we see that anymore because I think, it, I mean, Demoff's made it pretty clear that he's made these decisions or they, they've, they went with blue and yellow because they, they know that fans were worried about that and they stayed with the horn because the, they know that the Rams are very passionate about that as well. Obviously, though, it's the Rams, dude. Why would we be passionate? Like, it's the Cahoos? What other part of the Ram could we be passionate about? Obviously, we like the horn. Gosh. Anyway, that was just a quick little sidebar of my inner frustrations. But I, I, I don't think we see it anymore. I think we see pretty basic. Uh, my prediction is also stemming from the Atlanta Falcons release. I think we see L.A. on the chest above the numbers. I don't think we see it blink anymore like we have on the throwback uniforms. Uh, I'm not sure what the sleeves, uh, but I, do, I think we go different color sleeves. I think it's like a blue jersey with like a yellow sleeve or a white sleeve with like the, the yellow accents in between. And then I think we see a lot of different pants. I think we see white, yellow, and blue pants. But that's my pick. I mean, nothing crazy. Um, as far as, you know, any like gradients or anything like that, like we, we did see the, the Atlanta Falcons come in with like the fade with like that FUBU, that nice classic 2002 FUBU style jersey <laughs> the, you know like the people who wore who used to like pull out their phones and just like freestyle over crappy beats that they made on GarageBand you know yeah that's what they did but I don't think we see anything like that I think we go with a little bit more cleaner look uh, and the reason I think that is because we went simple with the logo and or the both logos the, the Ramhead logo and the LA logo went real simple with them and I think that that's I think that's what we hit so that's, uh, <laughs> that's my Joe Stradamus was my uniform selection. We'll, I, we'll see how close I get. We'll see how close I get. It is a cold, snowy day in Colorado. This is the first day of my spring break from school, and it's snowy and um, and no work. So we got a board share of Joe bags for you guys today. But that's where, that's all good. We're going to start working more. Uh, I do I actually did already start. Uh, we'll try to get more work done on the next Ram Showcase production. That should be out soon. So we'll get there, guys. We'll get there. Those things take a lot of work. Those Ram Showcase productions. They're fun, though. Man, they're fun. And I love how they come out. That, uh, that The good old days is still my favorite video that I've made. I crushed it. I'm really proud of myself. So, uh, yeah. I think that just about does it for me. I'm Sheriff Joe Bags. 
Uh, make sure you guys follow uh, the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Videos coming up every single week. Coming in hot with the videos, which is fun. Uh, you can follow me as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. You can add me as a friend, but don't be weird. Just going to put that out there. Stop being weird, guys. Stop waving to me in my messenger. I don't even check messenger anymore, so don't even worry about messenger, actually. But that's going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.